Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, said just today, there will be a smooth transition into a second Trump administration, confident that once all of the legal votes are counted and the illegal votes that dilute your vote are discounted, Donald Trump will be the president. Right now, we are in a propaganda war. Governments are built upon confidence of their people. And make no mistake, what we are watching is a struggle for power. I'm not going to tell you who is right or wrong, but I will tell you, based on the information you receive, you will likely draw that conclusion. The left, of course, is being inundated with story after story about president-elect Joe Biden from the mainstream media. However, right-wing individuals tend not to trust the mainstream media, and they get their news from conservative news outlets or right-wing outlets. Now, certainly there are some right-leaning outlets that have basically said, Trump, it's just about over, and even mocked him. There is still a massive media apparatus that exists through social media and other smaller websites saying straight up, we've got evidence of fraud. Now, the propaganda war. New York Times is saying, look at all of this misinformation. Uh oh, people pointed out those stories of fraud are actually true. Well, we know they're true, but the way they're being framed, the way they're being framed. Look, I think in all likelihood, this ends with a Joe Biden presidency, because that seems to be the most, I don't know, normal outcome. But I can't tell you for sure. Lawsuits are underway. And to act like this is going to be a clean sweep would be ridiculous. The GOP is now starting to form ranks behind Trump. Mitch McConnell saying when the process is certified and we have a certified winner, then the election is over. I don't know if this means that any one of these Republicans will actually stand up and defend Trump because Republicans typically just want to be liked by the press, which you may have noticed by now. Republicans will bend over backwards, most of the leadership, to try and look good on TV and seem reasonable. And the Democrats will go to war saying insane things like Trump is working with Russia. For years, they did that. But the Republicans, heavens, they got to look good, don't they? I'm not entirely convinced Trump will get the support he needs for his propaganda uh, for, on, on, during this propaganda war. But what I will tell you is that Trump is making assertions. He's got his legal arguments. They're decent arguments. It's a pretty crazy scenario to be in. It's, it's a crazy circumstance that Trump is trying to say that mail-in votes are effectively not being treated equally and thus should be disqualified, mostly because there were no observers to check whether they were legit or not. Thus, they're spoiled. And we have the media just saying over and over and over President-elect Joe Biden, President-elect Joe Biden, trying to get us back to that normalcy from the previous elections where the transition teams would form and then the president-elect would just come in because the media called it. But my friends, the media isn't the arbiter of an election. The certification process is. I think it's fair to say that because we are in a hotly polarized and contested election cycle where neither candidate won overwhelmingly, we need to calm down, not call this for Joe Biden or otherwise, and make it to the certification process once we've gone through everything. And guess what? Real clear politics is saying just that the election should not have been called for Joe Biden. Why was it, in my opinion? It is a propaganda war. 
Not that I'm saying it's a grand conspiracy or anything, but you have journalists that work in this industry saying that's it. The AP called it. This is a fact. And I refuse to believe otherwise. There is a clash over what is truly real. In the end, the winner of this election is going to be the person that convinces enough people to get behind them. And that, my friends, is a really scary prospect. But I'll tell you, Joe Biden's got the massive multinational media complex. He's got big media, big business, big tech, all of that stuff behind him. And the official results came in from the AP. And as we traditionally do, that's typically how we determine who the winner is. But I'll tell you, this is going to be a tough one because I'm reading all of this news and there's no longer a shared reality at all. Like we could agree on certain facts, but at this point it is just absolute insanity. Conspiracies are starting to pop up. We'll see how things play out. But let me read for you the news and I'll go through exactly what's going on. And uh, we'll get started with what Mike Pompeo said about there's going to be a second Trump administration. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com slash donate if you would like to support my work. There's a P.O. box if you want to send me some stuff and many other ways. But the best thing you can do, actually, share this video. Look, here's what I want to try and do. I want to try and show you exactly what's going on and be as real and honest as possible about this whole circumstance. If you go to many right wing channels, you'll probably just hear Trump was that, you know, there's fraud, there's impropriety. Trump won. They stole the election. I'm hearing conspiracies about people's maiden names and about dead people voting and stuff. The dead people voting thing does seem to be legit. There's, there's several instances of circumstantial evidence of that being the case. Anyway, the point is now I'm not trying to impugn anyone's honor here, but I'm going to show you mainstream narrative constitutional crisis. Trump is trying to steal the election. He's lost. There's no way he can win. And Trump supporters and conservatives, the election is being stolen. Stop the steal, they say. I'll do my best. But if you think I do a good job, please consider sharing this video. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Here's the first story. Many people are wondering why Pompeo said this. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo battled reporters over President Trump's refusal to accept the results of the presidential election predicting there will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration, despite the fact that Joe Biden is the projected winner of the race. My friends, this is what I mean by propaganda war. Take a look. Joe Biden is the projected winner. Why would they say accept the results if the results are not in? Okay. In 2016, when Donald Trump was the projected winner at the end of the night, and it was very close, ridiculously close by about 80,000 votes in many states, Hillary Clinton could have called for a recount in some of these places. She didn't do it. Honestly, I don't know why. She might have done a recount. I'm not entirely sure. But within 48 hours, Trump was meeting with Obama, was in the White House, and they had conceded the race. Even though I think Trump won state, I think like by like 0.2%, some very, very small margin, they conceded. Many people are saying, see, that's what, uh, you know, the, the Obama administration Hillary Clinton conceded and the Obama administration had this meeting with Trump, whereas right now Trump is actually saying no to transition. They're saying, look what happens when it's the Democrats to Trump. They say, we're going to work with you now that it's Trump. Trump saying no. Okay, And 2016 was a very, uh, you know, very close race. I think it's a fair point. I'm not going to pretend that Trump is a man of great moral character. He's a he's a dude who said, I win. And on election night, declared himself the victor. And now in 2020, when it's looking for Joe Biden, Trump says, no, I'm going all the way, baby. This is why people probably voted for Trump. He's not going to roll over. He's going to fight to the bitter end. 
I'm sure right now his base is loving that he's fighting, saying he might not win. It's probably looking good for Joe Biden, but they want Trump to go down swinging. And oh boy, is he ever. Of course, they keep saying the results are in, but they're not in. Real clear politics doesn't even show us the results. It's I'm sorry. There's no they show us there's no completed results. As of right now, real clear politics, which is an aggregator of variety of polls and information, does not even have Joe Biden as the projected winner. And they ran an op ed saying the media should not have called this race. And they ran this today. Okay, maybe the media normally does just call races and then we all just agree that's the case. But that doesn't mean it's the way it always has to be. And this is what I think is happening with Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump is breaking the norms and rules of what the establishment elites expected. I remember I was actually outside this building in D.C. I can't remember where it was when Trump started after he won. He met with leadership of the Republican Party. How much you want to bet? Here's my thoughts. Just my opinion that Trump sat down with the establishment Republicans and other you know politicos. And they said, OK, here's the plan. Here's how we normally do things. Here's what we expect of you. And Trump went. No, I'm the president now. I'm going to do things my way. That makes a whole lot of sense if you think about what kind of person Donald Trump is. So thus, the establishment is completely against him. But it goes into what I was saying. You might get uh, Hillary Clinton saying, "Okay, I've lost. We'll try again later. Of course, instead of trying to challenge the results to the Electoral College, she just accused him of being a Russian spy for four years. Sure. I guess Hillary Clinton went down swinging, but she stayed swinging even when she's on the ground. Anyway, I digress. Let's read more from um, Pompeo. He said, quote, there will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. Pompeo replied with a smile. We're ready. The world is watching what's taking place. We're going to count all the votes. When the process is complete, there'll be electors selected. There's a process. The Constitution lays it out pretty clearly. The world should have every confidence that the transition necessary to make sure that the State Department is functional today and successful with a president who's in office on January 20th, a minute after noon, will be successful. Well, here's how NBC News is, prop, is, is phrasing it. In appeasing Trump, the GOP toys with a constitutional crisis. First read is your briefing from Meet the Press. They say, in 2016, Donald Trump won Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin by a combined 77,000 votes. In 20, uh, 2020, Joe Biden won those same three states by a combined 214,000. He's on track for that for an identical victory, 306 electoral votes. While it's easy to dismiss the refusal of the last gasp of Trumpism, Republicans trying to appease the president one last time before he exits the White House, it also feels close to a country stumbling into a constitutional crisis. Consider the top Trump appointee at the General Services Administration has yet to recognize the incoming Biden administration, denying it transition funding and personnel access. Attorney General William Barr issued a memo to federal prosecutors to investigate substantial allegations of voter fraud before the election results are certified, which led to the Justice Department's head uh, department's head election crimes prosecutor to resign in protest. GOP senators David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, both likely headed to runoffs in Georgia on January 5th, called for the state's Republican secretary of state to resign for election failures and mismanagement, but didn't cite specifics. And Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell recognized the Republican Party's victories, but not Biden's. So far, so far, only four Republican senators, Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins and Ben Sass, have congratulated Biden and recognized the election results. That's it. Trump lost. 
But most Republicans are still acting like they're afraid of him. Trump lost, NBC says. That's the news. Trump didn't lose yet. Now, this is all about perspective. And that's why I was talking about propaganda and confidence. If everybody just walks away believing, look, we saw the results, Trump lost, then Trump has no ability to fight. But if people are saying, like Mitch McConnell, the election results have not been certified, then nobody lost anything. You see, typically, you know, maybe a Hillary Clinton says, "Okay, that was the gist of the race. I'm not going to push it any further. But Trump has constitutional and legal access, legal means to challenge this. I see some Democrats posting things like it's so weird that Trump won't concede. It's all going to end soon. Kind of scary that he could even consider it, right? If you underestimate your opponent, don't be surprised when you lose. It's remarkable. I feel like it's a a Joe Biden victory, even if what Trump is claiming with mail in mail in ballots, trying to disqualify, I think it's 630,000 or so ballots in Pennsylvania. They could go after mail in ballots based on this argument in many different states. I'm not entirely convinced that the Supreme Court or the courts will uphold this. But I got to tell you, it seems extremely obvious. Here's the argument. I talked about it earlier this morning. Bush v. Gore. All ballots must be treated. All votes must be treated equally. If mail-in ballots have less security features and they do, they have no chain of custody. Well, then you get a serious <laughs> constitutional crisis already. And it was because the Democrats changed the rules. The door is open. I've been sitting here reading the news and thinking, how insane is it that we used to have two different I guess you call them different versions of reality, as it were. Trump is not that bad or Trump is good versus Trump is evil. But there was an overlap. We agreed for the most part on many key things, but we just had difference of opinions. Now there's no overlap at all. I'm looking at these stories and NBC is like President elect Joe Biden announced a new COVID task force. Then I look over at right wing outlets and they're like, uh, or I'll look at real clear politics. The race is not over. I tell you this. This is where things get scary. The media should not have called this race real clear politics and real clear politics didn't call the race. So how is it? AP, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, NBC, CBS, all of these outlets have called it for Joe Biden. Real clear politics has not. And they have said the race should not have been called yet. This is the issue. Real clear politics is an extremely popular website for politicos and people, you know, for people tracking politics. It is not some fly by night right wing clickbait rage blog where they're like, oh, those dang commies. No, this is a particularly prominent news aggregator and political website tracking polls and creating an aggregate that people cite all the time. The RCP average is considered by many people to be a good standard for averaging out polls. And they're saying shouldn't have called this one. The point is, you might say that real clear politics is biased. Fine. But if I look to them and they say the race isn't over, I look to NBC and they say, oh, yes, it is. We've got a shocking fractured reality. If you're someone who watches or reads conservative news, then for the most part, the race isn't over. And if you're somebody who watches mainstream media, you can't understand why why the, the Cheeto dictator won't just stop. He's lost. The results are in. They're not in. And thus, That's why I say propaganda war. Let me show you something. You'll enjoy it. Kevin Roos of the New York Times. I know him personally, uh, not like I'm friends with him or anything. He says, 
Facebook is absolutely teeming with right-wing misinformation right now. These are all among the 10 most engaged URLs on the platform of the last 24 hours per news whip data. The first story, Republican in Michigan goes from loser to winner after technical glitch fixed officials urge confidence in system. That's a true story. A.G. William Barr authorizes DOJ to look into voting irregularities. Absolutely true from Breitbart. Michigan legislature holds rare emergency session to investigate election irregularities. Also a true story. Purdue and Loeffler call on Georgia Secretary of State to resign over election from Breitbart. As you know, that was in the NBC News story I just read. True. Misinformation, says New York Times Kevin Roos. He is, a, I believe he's a tech, tech columnist for the New York Times. For the conservatives who are mad about this, yes, it is possible for a story to be factually accurate and for it to be part of a misinformation campaign aimed at undermining confidence in an election. This is the propaganda war. People like Kevin Roos. He once wrote a story about YouTube saying that it turned this unsuspecting conservative into a far right. Oh, wait, actually, if you read the story, it turned a conservative, a, a traditional conservative into a liberal. That was the actual story. They were trying to create a narrative about YouTube turning people radical. And instead, if you actually read it, it's like I used to watch conservative videos and then I got exposed on YouTube to liberal videos and now I'm a liberal. That's what they that, that's the story on the front page on their website. It showed Philip DeFranco. You know, who Philip DeFranco is middle of the road general news show on YouTube, longstanding for over a decade. His show is very, very, I would actually say mainstream in many capacities. In fact, probably a left leaning. They had him on the graphic and there was this, the way they built it was that if you scroll down, it was like I was being radicalized until there was only, you know, one left. And then it shows Philip DeFranco as if to imply he was radicalizing him. They said it was an error and they changed it. And I think they made it Stefan Molyneux or something. But the point is the New York Times pumps out this fake news all the time. And here's what he says. We need a better word than misinformation to distinguish between totally false stories and true stories that are published in service of an attempt to mislead people. But nobody who studies this stuff is confused by what's happening. These people are lying. This is their attempt at propaganda. These stories are real. There was a there was a politician who thought he lost. He gets a phone call saying, actually, there was a glitch. He actually won by a thousand votes. And he went, oh, I wasn't even going to call for a recount, he says. William Barr is authorized looking into voter fraud. It happened. These things are happening. To act like they're not is just irresponsible. We also have, in terms of general warfare outside of this, the Lincoln Project is going after the people supporting Trump in this regards. This is why I say war. But let me read. The Lincoln Project received a tweet. These are the anti-Trump Republicans. Go after clients. Hit them in the billings. The Lincoln Project published the contact information and email addresses for two lawyers working for the Trump campaign right now to sue for a legal path to victory. The Lincoln Project says make them famous and publishes their, well, it is public contact information, but they directed a brigade that got tens of uh, 10 plus thousand retweets, I think 12,000 12, or more. Now they're saying they're going to go after the law firm's clients. This is not just about propaganda. That's why I say it's a propaganda war. Okay, maybe I'm being hyperbolic, but here's my point. Propaganda has existed forever. We've seen the media lying about Trump. He's, I guess, I think it was Matt Taibbi who said the most lied about president in history. And what do you say? The president that lies the most, but also the most lied about president. Why is that? Because we are in a cold civil war. Ah, I said it. There it is. Look, right now you got the Wall Street Journal. 
Here's what they're saying. No evidence of systematic fraud in U.S. elections, International Observer Mission reports. And this was a team of international observers invited by the Trump administration, issuing a preliminary report saying high marks to the conduct of the elections. International, however. Well, Trump, I think, isn't. He often does things that that hurt him. Inviting these people into it to assume fraud was a mistake, mostly because I don't think there is widespread voter fraud. I just don't. I think there's voter fraud, cheating and irregularity. But I think for the most part, we're looking for impropriety. We're looking at the fact that under Bush v. Gore, the ballots must be treated equally. Mail-in votes are not treated the same as in-person votes. If Trump prevails in that, he could win. But all that really matters at the end of any kind of political conflict like this is who trusts who. And here's the worrying part. Trump's not going to back down. His supporters won't back down. His media won't back down. And I should say the media that supports him won't back down. And thus, there will be two versions of reality. This is one of the most dangerous things that could possibly happen. And this is what has me worried. I see the left saying there's no possibility for Trump to flip this. And they're saying it because it's a propaganda war. They want to make sure that everyone has confidence in what they're saying. Joe Biden wins. Unfortunately, they jumped the gun and they should not have called this because it has to go to certification. Thus, they've created maximum uncertainty. It may be that we make it to December 14th, the date of Electoral College certification. Donald Trump loses. And I think that's extremely likely. But I'll tell you, it is extremely dangerous. The game the media is playing and they're playing ridiculous games. Let me show you one of my favorites. Aside from the fact they're all freaking out, freaking out about Mike Pompeo, Vice.com writes, there's a hidden message for Trump in Boris Johnson's Joe Biden tweet. (gasps) I kid you not. They said the words Trump, second term and future are just about visible in a graphic tweeted out by Downing Street on Sunday. Did Boris Johnson of the UK send a secret message to Trump saying you're going to win? There's going to be a second term. (laughs) So Boris Johnson puts out this image. Congratulations to Joe Biden on his election uh, as president of the United States and to Kamala Harris on her historic achievement. The U.S. is our most important ally, and I look forward to working closely together on our shared priorities from climate change to trade and security. Prime Minister Boris Johnson, 10. Okay, but if you do a kind, if you strip out the, 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 the back portion of this image, you can see faintly Trump second term and future. There's a really simple explanation for this. They were preparing a generic message, regardless of who won, and they had that ready to flip, I suppose. If it was going to be Trump, then they could just go, boop, 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 boom, it's for Trump. If it's for Biden, boop, 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 it's for Biden. And they accidentally published it. And now the media is vice in their desperation for some kind of click or sensationalism, saying it's a hidden message. It's not necessarily the same thing as I was referring to before, but the idea is we're polarized. People are believing crazy things. It's not unique to the right. The left will tell you that the right believes in crazy conspiracy theories and there's no evidence of fraud. Not true. You can clearly look it up. We've got multiple affidavits, multiple witnesses, and there's impropriety afoot. If you look to the left, you will see the same exact kind of loot, like uh, conspiracy theories. I'm seeing people post like, look at these, 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 these applications went out. There's too many, there's too many people on the registration. There's, there's so many dead people who are registered to vote. And it's like, yeah, that's normal. That's why we do voter roll purges. On the left, they say Boris Johnson is sending secret messages to Donald Trump. The reason I'm talking about this 
in the context of this video. I do not believe there is a scenario in which regular people just say, okay, we're done fighting the culture war and the election. It's all over. Donald Trump lost. Joe Biden put her there, pal. Handshake. No. You know that guy from CNN? I can't remember his name, but he's got like the moosed up quaff. Like, you know, he's the, he's the, uh, it's like graying hair. I can't remember his name. Anand, maybe. But he was saying, you don't seek unity with your abuser. We're also hearing calls for truth and reconciliation commissions. These people are not going to be satisfied by Donald Trump walking with a smile, patting Joe Biden on the back. We are in some kind of cold civil war. And I didn't make that up. It was some Princeton University who hated uh, university, uh, university professor who hated Trump who made that up or who claimed it. I'm telling you, man, right now we are in a major propaganda wave. The media doing what they do says the results are in. We projected it. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy. I do not believe the journalists are like, we better write that Joe Biden won to convince Trump supporters. I'm saying they all believe it. And they're looking at Trump and Trump supporters going, these people are crazy. Why are they saying that Trump didn't lose? Why won't Trump concede? And then you're saying on the other side, they're like, look at all this fraud. But as the left refuses to acknowledge the fraud, and there's ample evidence of it, I'm not saying it's widespread or it's even going to change the outcome. I'm saying there's sworn affidavits. They exist. They ignore it. Thus, there is no shared reality at all anymore at the most important time ever. I don't know what's going to happen at all. But I can tell you right now, Donald Trump is refusing transition, refusing to concede Trump blocks cooperation on transition because there isn't one. Or as Mike Pompeo says, it's going to be Trump. The reality is the, the, the real world is that there are conflicting worldviews. And if you are someone who says, I know that they, you know, are stealing the election. They, I know it's vague on purpose. It could refer to Biden or Trump. But if you are someone who says that no matter what side you're on, you will not believe the other side didn't. So for Trump supporters and for people who hate Trump, they're going to be saying quite literally verbatim the same thing while pointing the finger at each other. And that's how the clash starts. I don't know where we're going. I think it's very it's very possible that Trump is just raising money. He's going to file his legal challenges. They're not going to pan out. Then it's over. But you hear Mike Pompeo with utmost confidence. There's going to be a second Trump term. I have to wonder with Bill Barr investigating. Is this just a lull? You see, the mistake the Democrats are making right now is underestimating the right and Trump and his supporters. They're putting out all these messages of president elect Joe Biden and and that's it. But what if in a week we actually start to see results? Trump is blocking transition. He's not just sitting around. Maybe maybe the left is right. Maybe the Democrats are right. Maybe the media is right. It's all a temper tantrum. The point I'm trying to make is, while I certainly believe it's going to end up with a Joe Biden presidency, there is a very, very we are in a very, very dangerous period right now where you have two disparate realities. And how do you resolve that? I don't know because nobody wants to accept it. The left is just saying, that's it. The race is over. The results are in. The results are in. They're not in. They're quite literally not in. If I, like, I'm, I'm going to make sure I stress this point. Sorry for me repeating it, but go to Real Clear Politics live election results. They haven't called anything. Check this out. Real Clear Politics corrects Giuliani on Pennsylvania claim. This is false. Giuliani said Real Clear Politics just took Pennsylvania away from Biden and made it a toss up. Tom Bevan of RCP says this is false. We never called Pennsylvania and nothing has changed. That's right. If you're a regular American, 
you don't read a whole lot of news and you log into real clear politics, you'll see that there's no victor. There's no one won the presidency. If you're an urban dwelling liberal, you were dancing in the street because NBC told you Joe Biden won. But the certification hasn't happened and legal challenges are happening now. It's premature. I'm worried about what's to come. I'm worried about what happens no matter who wins, because like we've said for a long time, no one will accept the results. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast News. It is a different channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. The Trump campaign has filed a lawsuit to block the certification of the results in Pennsylvania. If Trump does this and succeeds, he would then have to stop the certification in two more states, likely Georgia and Arizona, in order to actually get a legal victory to become president. It sounds like an insane long shot, like the probabilities around a lottery tickets chance that Trump is going to be able to effectively argue this. But I tell you, man, Trump has an argument. And I read uh, the, the first bit of their lawsuit. And I'm telling you, this is actually really scary no matter what happens. The the, the crux of this argument, it, it goes back to the Bush v. Gore ruling where I'm not a lawyer or anything. The general idea is all votes must be treated equally. But it seems like we have very easy evidence that in Pennsylvania, that wasn't the case. My friends, this is not an issue of voter fraud. Trump is is filing his suit and is making claims about meaningful access and invalidated votes. But what we are hearing right now is that the Trump campaign right now is just trying to stop the certification process as they work through this. But the argument is in Democrat areas, ballots were reviewed and individuals were given a chance to cure the ballot, meaning if they saw a ballot that wasn't filled out properly, they could go to the voter and say, fix this. But they argue in Republican districts, this wasn't the case. Thus, all ballots were not being treated equally. (laughs) There's a serious argument here. We can't have a process in a state like Pennsylvania where Democrats, you know, look, if you're in a place like Philadelphia, where it's very blue, if these people are like, "Uh oh, this ballot's no good, it's very likely, you know, uh, what is it like a four out of five chance, it's going to be a Democrat vote. They say, we better go give them a chance to fix it. In Republican areas, they didn't do this. Thus, it creates a heavy slant in favor of Democrats. That is not a free and fair election. The problem, I guess, is if Trump were to succeed, and 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 I'll tell you right now, my friends, listen, Donald Trump is not going to be arrested on January 20th. He may get banned from Twitter, that's for sure. And I also don't think he's going to be able to pull this off. It's not just about Pennsylvania. If, even if he does block certification in Pennsylvania, he's got to block two more states to make sure that Joe Biden doesn't reach 270. Then it might go to a House delegation vote in which he wins. That, my friends, I just do not believe is going to happen. But I'll tell you, our elections are, at the very least, what Trump is doing may actually help us fix some of the problems with our election system moving forward, because you can't have a state treat votes differently that will skew in one direction. We don't want that to happen in red states. We don't, we don't want it to happen in blue states. The votes must be treated equally. But man, <laughs> Trump is not going to uh, just just roll over on this one. Anderson Cooper said, what was he like, an obese turtle on his back in the sun? That's pathetic, Anderson. This dude's more like uh, I don't know, uh, uh, a badger screaming and snarling and swinging at you. And you're like, there's things in my way. Not going to stop. 
very, very well may, may make you run. We also have uh, major updates, though. It's not just about this lawsuit. The DOJ has authorized an investigation to claims of voter fraud. Now, the claims put forward by the Trump administration, by the Trump campaign at the administration are not about individual voter fraud. And, and to be honest, I don't think it ever really was because individual voter fraud is going to net you what, like two votes? Yeah, no, that's not the issue. The issue is systemic voter fraud. The argument that in Pennsylvania, they're supposed to allow meaningful access to their observers to watch the votes get counted. But Giuliani says he has 50, I think he even mentioned up to up, upwards of 70 now witnesses who say they were not allowed to observe what was going on. In fact, one witness even argued that there was a bunch of ballots that came in that all apparently used the same pen and had very similar handwriting and they weren't allowed to observe. So these in their uh, in their view, and these are these are these are witnesses who are going to swear under oath were probably not legitimate. Now, look, I don't know if that's the case. All that matters is if doubt is casted upon the election, there's proof that votes were not treated equally. You've got an equal protection. It was an equal protections clause violation. I don't know what happens, but I listen, if if they actually invalidate real votes, we have a very, very serious problem. And I mean, we already do no matter what, but this is this is nightmare times 10. OK, listen, if the Democrats were allowing Democrat areas to cure their ballots, come on, man. That's 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 impropriety at the very least, because you weren't doing the same for Republicans. So Republicans would face a higher rejection rate, thus giving Democrats a major swing in getting more votes pulled in. What do we do if we ignore this and say it's fine? Then we've got compromised elections. If we stop it and don't certify Pennsylvania, Biden might still win. OK, and then we maybe clean things up. So that sounds like a good thing. But the left is going to say, and here's the ultimate nightmare scenario. These are legitimate votes. It doesn't matter how they were legitimized by curing or otherwise. They're real people who actually voted that Trump is going to get disqualified. That's what they'll say. Meanwhile, the right's going to say you can't have different standards for different areas where you know you will get more votes. There's no clean way to go through this. And I'll tell you what, if it turns out they have hard evidence that there was impropriety, if they go to the court and say, we were not allowed to, to watch these ballots, so they're all spoiled now because the, the envelopes were thrown away, then the legal decision seems to be we, we have to treat the election fairly. What, what do we do? Another election in Pennsylvania? This will, you, you want to you talk about civil war or whatever. Listen, I don't think it's very likely that Trump pulls this off. I really, really don't. But he's a trying. And his argument seems to make sense. So let me, let, let me show you a little bit because I, I don't know if I'm able to get through every single story. Maybe I'll save some of this for the 1 p.m. segment. But the head of the DOJ voter fraud, I guess, unit or whatever, crimes unit, election crimes, has resigned over the DOJ saying we're going to authorize investigations into uh, uh, you know voter fraud. But first, I don't think voter fraud is the most uh, pressing matter right now. Maybe the resignation, but this is huge, man. Trump campaign sues to block Pennsylvania election result. He would if he can do this. OK, so right now, if he can uh, both Arizona and Georgia are leaning Biden. Arizona was called by the AP for Biden, which means if Georgia goes Biden, Trump would have to get the results in Georgia, Arizona. Frozen, not certified. However, he could also maybe go after Virginia or Wisconsin or uh, um, Michigan and if he if he can nullify or no, I shouldn't say nullify, but freeze certification in those states, nobody makes 270. And then the House delegations will elect Donald Trump. 
And that is a very scary reality. I know Trump supporters want that reality. Get Trump to win no matter what. I'm not here to say one way or the other. I'll tell you this. There is no fence sitting on that one. There's no middle middle of the road. The left is going to say, whose side are you on? The despot stealing the election. And the right's going to say they clearly stole the election. This is where the fissure is so wide. There's nothing to stand on in the middle. I mean, to be fair, I can tell you what the, what the middle of the road approach is just by saying, here's what the left will do. Here's the right will do. Many moderates will probably just, you know, fall so- somewhat. But you either think our elections are being stolen and they're broken uh, or you think our election. Look, either you think the Democrats are breaking and stealing our elections or you think Trump is. And therein lies the serious challenge. Wh- whatever the result is, I think it's going to be some kind of conflict. I hope not. I don't know. I think if we get a clean investigation into all this stuff and then it turns out, you know, many of these claims were legit but didn't make a difference, then I think Trump supporters would accept the results for sure. But let's read. President Donald Trump's campaign launched a lawsuit to stop the certification of the election results in Pennsylvania, suing Monday as counties continue to sort through provisional ballots and mail-in ballots nearly a week after the election in the battleground state. The Associated Press on Saturday called the presidential contest for former Vice President Joe Biden after determining that the remaining ballots left to be counted in Pennsylvania would not allow Trump to catch up. But Trump's campaign filed litigation in federal court over Pennsylvania's presidential election, saying registered Democratic voters were treated more favorably than Republican voters. Trump has refused to concede. The election is not over. The Trump campaign's general counsel, Matthew Morgan, said in a news conference in Washington, D.C. The 85-page lawsuit itself contained no evidence of voter fraud other than a smattering of allegations, such as an election worker in Chester County, Chester County altering overvoted ballots by changing votes that had been marked for Trump to another candidate. A spokesperson for Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney said Trump's campaign was trying to disenfranchise the record number of people who voted against him, while Pennsylvania's Attorney General, Democrat Josh Shapiro, called the Trump campaign's latest lawsuit meritless. I, I asked a lawyer, um, not meritless, but kind of not likely at all to succeed just because of what the ramifications would be, I suppose. The argument seems to make sense whether or not the court will agree. It's entirely up to the court. And you got to understand, like, when I read this lawsuit, I was like, or I, I read a, a bit of it, just the, the, the front few, few pages, I was like, the argument makes sense. You know, you can't have, like I mentioned early, Democrats getting preferential access. But does that mean you should overturn all of these ballots? Maybe in the future. But then what does that mean now? You have a president who's illegitimate. And no one will believe it because the courts ruled. We're, we're in it. We're in a it's a rock and a hard place, man. They say the lawsuit asks the court to prevent the state, Philadelphia, and six counties from certifying, prevent the state, Philadelphia, and six counties from certifying the results of the election. It also seeks to block them from counting mail-in ballots that weren't witnessed by a Trump campaign rep when they were processed or counting ballots cast by voters who were given an opportunity to fix mail-in ballots that were going to be disqualified for technicality. It accuses Allegheny County in Philadelphia, where Trump was badly beaten in unofficial election returns of receiving and processing 682,479 mail-in ballots and absentee ballots without review by political parties and candidates. The office of Governor Tom Wolf, a Democrat, said in a statement Monday that ballot watchers from all parties have observers throughout the process and that any insinuation otherwise is a lie. Not true, however. What we know is they're saying there were observers there. They're lying. That's what the media keeps doing. Yeah, the observers were like 25 feet away. 
What the Trump campaign is alleging is that they needed to be within six feet as per a court ruling. This is where it gets crazy. In the actual documents, they mention that the court said they were supposed to be given meaningful access, but that they, 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 they didn't, uh, um, the election commission didn't comply. I, I have to read through. <laughs> it's a long lawsuit, but they say straight up, even though the court said, you must allow us within six feet. They did not comply. Thus, they're arguing this is going to nullify these votes. And I got to tell you, man, this is as far as I know from official reporting, the videos we've seen and the witnesses who've come forward. It sounds like there is grounds and, and evidence, video evidence of people saying we can't see what they're doing or what these votes are. So, no, we're not observing. We're just standing back watching people fold paper. You get 50 people to stand up and say that. Then you find out about these other these other claims. More importantly, you go to a court and say, here are the witnesses saying they weren't allowed to observe. Here's the court order saying, let them observe. Here's the witnesses saying they were not allowed to observe after the fact. Fact. And what's the court going to do? You defied a court order. Do we invalidate the votes of these individuals? Yikes, man. They say, an Allegheny, uh, Allegheny County spokesperson declined to comment, saying officials were reviewing the lawsuit. Philadelphia city officials said there is no evidence to support Trump campaign allegations and that the city has fully complied with the law. The lawsuit also charges that Democratic heavy counties violated the law by identifying mail-in ballots before Election Day that had defects, such as lacking an inner secrecy envelope or lacking a voter's signature on, uh, on the outside of the envelope so that the voter could fix it and ensure that their vote would count. A similar claim by Republicans was dismissed in a state court Friday. Democratic voters submitted most almost three times as many ballots by uh, by mail as Republicans. Morgan called the new new lawsuit lawsuit step one of a process. We are very close to the automatic recount statute in Pennsylvania, and this lawsuit itself would change that or swing that small discrepancy. Wolf has accused Republicans of seeking to undermine confidence in the election results. Pennsylvania is going to fight every single attempt to disenfranchise voters, his office said in a statement Monday. We will protect the election and the democratic process. Pennsylvania will count every vote and we will protect the count of every vote. I got I got to say just real quick, this is only possible because it is so close in so many states. If Joe Biden had won in a landslide or Trump did, you know, in in these states, then there'd be no lawsuits. But because we're within these razor thin margins, this becomes extremely possible. Trump need only flip, I think in Pennsylvania ten, uh, of tens of thousands. I think he needs 47,000 votes or something like that which they would easily do if they can nullify certain mail-in ballots. Or I should say get them disqualified. They say uh, Pennsylvania is going to fight every single attempt to disenfranchise voters. His office said in a statement, we'll protect the election. Uh, we're going to count every vote. Courts have thus far rejected Republican demands in Pennsylvania and other battleground states to throw out ballots or stop vote counting. All told, counties in Pennsylvania have tallied more than 6.7 million ballots or about 74% turnout. On Monday, Biden's lead in the state stood at about 45,000 votes, fueled by big wins in Philadelphia, Allegheny, Allegheny County, and Philadelphia's four heavily populated suburban counties. That is larger than the 44,292 vote margin of Trump's victory in 2016. More than 2.6 million mail-in ballots were reported received by counties, and there has been no report by state or county election officials of fraud or any other problem with the accuracy of the count. Republicans in the state legislature and congressional delegation have echoed complaints about how the state managed the election, calling for the resignation of Wolf's top election official and an audit of the election. My friends, there it is. 
There's another path for Donald Trump. And a lot of people seem to think these leftists and the media are just saying Biden wins and they're walking away because they want they want to normalize this and demoralize Trump supporters. I'll tell you, I already said in the beginning, the likelihood that I think Trump overturns slim to none. That's just my opinion. And I have it's really, really funny that, you know, my, my position in this in the past couple of months was I don't know who's going to win. You know, maybe the polls are going to be wrong. And I was completely correct. I didn't know who was going to win. I wasn't able to call it, but I was able to call the polls were wrong. Wasn't I? Now here, I'm telling you, I don't know what's going to happen. It is an extreme long shot that Trump is able to to uh, get through here. But with the Republican state, the state legislature being Republican, they can simply say there is ongoing litigation and we refuse to certify these results. That's it. Trump can take this to the Supreme Court. They can push it back to the state and or something. And the state could, after all is said and done, the Supreme Court could say we refuse to take this. We're not going to get involved. And then the state might say we have received no audit, no resolution. We refuse to accept the results of this election because of the impropriety. And there will be no certification. This was one of the uh, resistance nightmare scenarios. They said that even if Trump loses, Republicans in key swing states could say evidence of fraud and anomalies warrant an audit. And if the Democrats say no, which they are, no certification. No certification means the constitutional process is the House delegation's vote. And I believe right now it's 29 to 21. It, it might be 28 to 22 or they, they may go by the, the previous was 26 to 23, I believe. We'll see. Each state gets a delegate. And so it's it's going <laughs> to Trump would win. Trump need only freeze everything up if he wants to win. Now, I tweeted earlier, Trump is not going to jail. He is extremely unlikely to be able to overturn these results. And I had people say, Tim, it's 2020, baby. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> Look, going off historical precedent and what I would expect to happen, I don't see it being likely, okay? They say, you know, uh, the, the, the media is lying over and over and over again, because what we're dealing with right now is a partisan media that wants Trump to lose and Donald Trump who wants to win. I think probably the best assessment of what happened, uh, of, of what's going to play out is from the National Review. I know, uh, not, not a necessarily pro Trump conservative outlet or anything like that, but they basically go through that even if Trump is successful in, 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 in freezing the certification process in Pennsylvania, two other states, I mean, he would have to freeze Georgia and Arizona. Okay. Or get Michigan there. It's possible. It's possible. And there are concerns that what Trump is doing may undermine the election process, maybe, but it doesn't undermine the Constitution. And that's the most important factor, I suppose. All that really matters is, what do you think would happen if Trump succeeded? Let's say Trump said, look at these ballots. They're, they're, they're no good. They counted wrong. And they, there was impropriety and the ballots were not treated equally. Let's say he wins. If that's the case, if Trump flips this, I'm going to board up my windows and, you know, do my videos in the basement with uh, armed guards. I'm joking, by the way. The point I'm making is it will get insane if Trump was to pull that off. I know Trump supporters probably saying, so be it. We won't allow this election to be stolen. This is clear evidence of impropriety. We've got sworn affidavits. We've got 50 plus witnesses. You can't run your elections this way. The left will just say Trump found a legal way to cheat the election. I wouldn't be surprised, man. But let me show you something. Let me let me first. Here's a tweet from Stephen Portnoy. Stephen is a broadcaster with CBS uh, News. He says, 
Trump's latest PA lawsuit does not allege voter fraud. It alleges that Pennsylvania conducted an election that violated the Constitution by fostering disparate treatment between mail-in and in-person votes. That's true. It is. Mail-in votes were treated very, very differently. This is going to try and play off of Bush v. Gore. And I got to say, it needs to happen. You know why? We need a ruling saying, do all votes must be treated, uh, must all votes be treated the same as they did in Bush v. Gore. But this will like this could essentially nullify mail-in voting. That's why it's important. This could result in the Supreme Court saying mail-in voting is fundamentally not different because the process of verifying signatures and blah, blah, blah is the same. Therefore, mail-in voting and in-person are both fine. Or they could say, considering we've got a five to four conservative majority, I'm not counting Roberts, by the way, they might say, A mail-in vote is fundamentally different from an in-person vote in so many ways. The chain of custody is broken. We don't know who is depositing these, and it's rife with, you know, impropriety. With a higher margin of error, it is clearly different. And if that's the case, they could theoretically throw out every mail-in ballot, and then Trump wins in a landslide because the Democrat votes are all gone. That would be bedlam, okay? But let me show you. Bush v. Gore. And I'll just read the very uh, basics of it. The breakdown of their decision in Bush v. Gore, seven justices agreed that there was an equal protection clause violation in using different standards of determining a valid vote in different counties. You see, this is going to get spicy, man, causing an unequal evaluation of ballots in various respects. The per curiam opinion representing the views of Kennedy, O'Connor, Rehnquist, Scalia and Thomas specifically cited. Palm Beach County changed standards for counting dimpled chads several times during the counting process. Broward County used less restrictive standards than Palm Beach County. Miami-Dade, County re- uh, Miami-Dade County's recount of rejected ballots did not include all precincts. The Florida Supreme Court did not specify who would recount the ballots. So think about what they just said. I'm not a lawyer, so maybe it won't fly. We'll see how things play out. Allegheny County didn't have meaningful observation compared to, you know, a Republican county, which did. The Philadelphia precincts allowed a curing of the ballots that were considered improper and Republican counties didn't. Therefore, I would not be surprised. You know, I was talking to my lefty friends and they were like, it's not going to happen. Trump lost. Just accept it. And I was like, look, I get it. Okay, I'm not here to be like, woo, woo, Trump. Trump must fight at all costs. I think Biden's got it. You know, I think it's ultimately going to, but Trump's got this path to, to legal victory. I'm, I'm not here to, to, you know, have my, my fake mask on crying. Like, hey, we can't one. If Trump loses, like I said, I'll laugh. I'll laugh about it. It's funny that the guy won. And like a, like a mature adult, I'll, I'll move on. But I think the issue is the left only has one response. You're coping. My friends, my friends on the left, I am not bringing you this information or saying this because I'm so desperate for Trump to win. If Biden wins, I'll go on. I'll carry on complaining about what the Biden administration did in 2008 to 16 and what he's likely going to do again. I got no problem. In fact, I'm I'm willing to assume many of us on the many of the progressive lefts will all of a sudden now we'll be holding hands complaining about Joe Biden together. But I tell you this, there is a possible path for Donald Trump to win in this capacity, and they don't want to accept that could be the case fine. You don't have to. But man, will it be crazy if it turns out that Trump finds a path. So what I said to my lefty friends was when they told me it's over, I said, look, I don't disagree that it's like 99.9% over, but I'm not here to hoot and holler and cheer for your or, or, or like Biden or Trump. I'm here to tell you 
that at the 11th hour, they shoved Amy Coney Barrett onto the Supreme Court. Now, it could just be because they knew they would lose the opportunity and they had to do it very fast. But my friends, they could have still confirmed her during a lame duck session, you know, the period now between inauguration. So why did they rush full speed before the election to confirm Amy Coney Barrett? I don't know. Maybe maybe they didn't want that to be on the minds of voters because people might be like, we need to get out and vote. Hopefully we can stop this. And they wanted to say, nope, we've won. We've got Amy Coney Barrett. Or it's because they expect that there are going to be multiple challenges based on Bush v. Gore going to the Supreme Court. And now it will be five to four in Trump's favor. You see, when the Trump camp and the conservatives sued Pennsylvania saying you can't allow ballots coming in after Election Day, it was four to four. Roberts sided with the liberals saying "Uh, -uh, they can do it. What happens now you add Amy Coney Barrett and Trump sues and says, don't allow the certification. And the state courts say no. Federal courts, it goes up to the Supreme Court. And then Amy Coney Barrett goes, let me chime in on this one. Five to four. Trump wins. Certification blocked. There's a path to Trump flipping this. And, I, and, and I'm not really going to board up my windows, but I tell you this. If he pulls it off, expect things to get spicy. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. Unfortunately, politics is not about just being right. It's about power. And do you have the power? Do you have the perspective? Do you have the support? I'm not entirely convinced Donald Trump has it. I mean, the media shift has been pretty dramatic. Fox News, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Post are all saying it's basically over for Donald Trump. But he does have pretty strong legal arguments. This morning, I did a segment talking about Trump's legal claims in Pennsylvania And I think it would be a very, very shocking scenario if the courts actually sided with him. But I was talking to some friends about it and we're like, this doesn't seem outside the realm of possibility. I'll tell you straight up, I do not believe Trump is going to be successful. I think that his legal challenge, you know, I'll put it this way. It just seems so out there to believe that the courts are actually going to agree with Trump on this one just because it would be so out of the norm. It would be so weird. But I'll tell you this. I was reading more of Donald Trump's lawsuit in Pennsylvania. He makes really good points. But I think there's going to be arguments from the Democrat side potentially, and we'll see how things play out. But what I will tell you is that the hubris of the Democrats, in my opinion, is it's remarkable. It really is. This is a tweet from Kevin McCullough, who says, this is your daily reminder. The election has not been certified. The margin in Arizona is now less than 1%. The FBI is investigating two criminal cases in Michigan and one in Pennsylvania. One arrest has been logged, charged with 134 counts, only some of which were election fraud. The Justice Department now investigating credible complaints. Donald Trump, of course, saying we will win. The big battle right now is about perspective and narrative. For a long time, there have been two different narrative realities. Donald Trump was the president. He was doing great. He was winning. And on the left, Donald Trump, orange man, bad. He's a fascist. With this Saturday, videos emerging of people dancing in the street, every news report saying it, Joe Biden is the president elect. Now, Andrew Yang tweets, even my eight-year-old knows that when you lose a race, it's over. I believe what we are seeing is 
a very desperate narrative battle. Donald Trump does have a path to victory. Like I said, ridiculously slim, and I would be shocked if it actually pulls it off. But it's not so much about what my opinion is or what I think. It's about it actually exists. And I'm not a psychic and I don't know, you know, what will or won't happen. I'm not a lawyer. I can't give you a general assessment on what his uh, lawsuits merits are. But I can tell you, Either from the Democrats, we are seeing an absolute hubris, which will be their downfall, or they're just trying to make sure people are convinced you lost. Stop fighting back. I've seen a bunch of Trump supporters and, not, and people who aren't even Trump supporters saying things like this, like, why won't you just bend the knee? You've lost. Well, Donald Trump hasn't lost, but there certainly are stories popping up that make that case that Trump is actually just tricking you. It's all a big trick. It's a scam. Trump doesn't really want to win. He wants to run again in 2024. And that may be the case. But I have this story. Donald Trump claims we will win, but admits results of his uphill fight to overturn Joe Biden's victory won't start to come in for a week as his DOJ is roiled by elections fraud chief quitting over A.G. Bill Barr tearing up rulebook. Very, um, broad, uh, I don't know, biased headline. I'll tell you this. Bill Barr has authorized an investigation into voter fraud. I think it's a good thing. It may just be okay. You've made your claim. We're going to look into it. We'll do it in good faith. And if we don't find anything, I hope you all recognize Joe Biden wins, right? So they're saying Trump wants to overturn Joe Biden's victory. It's already part of that narrative battle. I do think it's fair in a certain respect because colloquially, we often say if the media calls it, that's it. In most in, in the in the past several presidencies, aside from Bush v. Gore, the media says, here are the results. We project AP reporting and then the loser projected loser says, all right, all right, I concede. But the reality is the race isn't over until the certification process. And so Trump supporters are certainly saying we are not going to just walk away, not after four years of Russiagate being insulted and berated, and especially not with the Democrats and leftists saying bring on the truth and reconciliation commissions. They're saying, no, we'll see you in court. So already the framing from all of these different outlets is that Joe Biden won. Okay, from a historical perspective on what we're used to, you could argue that's the case, but it always has been a bit preemptive. We just kind of accepted it because the results were usually clear. In Bush v. Gore, we didn't accept the media narrative. The media didn't know for the most part. And now with Donald Trump, and several races being extremely close and perhaps too close to call, it's not quite over. The bigger challenge will be if Trump can overturn Pennsylvania. If that's the case, then there is a possibility he can he can win. Trump saying we'll know more in about a week. But I want to show you uh, the framing from the media as to what's really going on. CBS says money raised for Trump's election fights would help cover campaign debt. They say with President Trump refusing to acknowledge President-elect Joe Biden's victory, and continuing to falsely declare himself as the winner of the White House, the president and his campaign are soliciting donations from supporters for an election defense fund designed to defend the integrity of the election. But the fine print shows the full amount contributed to help the Trump campaign does not go toward efforts to ensure all votes are legally counted. Instead, at least half of each donation will go to paying off the campaign's debts, donation pages state. For each contribution made to the Trump campaign's joint fundraising committee with the Republican National Committee, 60% will be deposited into the campaign's general election account for retirement of debt or into the campaign's recount if that debt has been paid off. The remaining 40% will go to the Republican National Committee's operating account. 
Any additional money would be deposited in the party's legal proceedings account or headquarters account. Now, this to me is the best evidence we have that Trump is actually preparing for defeat. It doesn't mean he's giving up, but it certainly means he's trying to pay off campaign debt and fundraise for the RNC, perhaps for other legal battles. I went to the link they provided, however, the WinRed, you know, Trump election defense fund, and it doesn't have the same language they put up. It says 60% of each contribution first to save America. I don't know what save America is. It's possible they changed the structure of how your donations would work upon being, you know, criticized for paying off campaign debt, making it seem like they weren't actually in it to win it. I don't know. Maybe that's the case. It could be, uh, as the left is now saying, Donald Trump isn't actually trying to win. Donald Trump is trying to rally his base, raise money and prepare them for the next round, potentially in 2024, where it may be Trump running for a a non-consecutive reelection or he's trying to help Republicans run using RNC funds or whatever. But paying off his campaign debt is the easiest sign of an exit strategy, mind you. Do I trust the media? Honestly, I don't, but I have no reason to, you know, uh, all I can really say is the Trump win red may have changed the the language uh, to now say save America instead of campaign repayments. There's also reports that Trump is selling off some of his uh, uh, property, notably a helicopter worth, I think, like a million bucks. We'll see how this plays out. But like I said in the last segment, I'll say it again. I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend to know what Trump is thinking or what his plans are, because I don't. The left wants to make assumptions about, you know, Trump scamming people. The right wants to make assumptions about Trump leading this glorious, you know, charge and this legal battle. I'm not going to make any any assumptions. I'm just going to tell you exactly what I can to the best of my abilities. At this point, I will say if Donald Trump is able to flip the current media narrative, I think it would be terrifying. But I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Trump made a legal play. And then I'm sorry, we'll we'll get to the news about this guy, the DOJ guy quitting and Trump's plans. But Trump's making a legal play in Pennsylvania. The lawsuit's legit. It's there. Apparently now some lawyer, like a lawyer from the firm, quit saying it's going to undermine the elections. I'll tell you this. We have a serious problem. If this lawyer, check this out. This is what really freaked me out. Lawyer quits major firm Porter Wright after it started representing Trump in Pennsylvania amid mutiny from staff concerned their work would undermine the rule of law. How, how would you undermine the rule of law? Like you, you think Trump would be successful and that would undermine the rule of law? You're a lawyer. You're literally using the laws and asking them to be interpreted. How would that, how is it undermining it to go through the legal process itself? Undermining the law would be like committing a crime. Is, is that what you're implying? This guy, these people think they're committing crimes. I'll tell you what my worry is. We need a clean legal ruling on this one. We do. And that means I I appreciate that Trump will go through all the legal challenges. There's two big things here. The first, if Trump ends up um, after the certification process being the loser, I believe he absolutely needs to participate in a clean, uh, uh, clean and peaceful transfer of power. But I also believe it's extremely important that in this election, we go above above and beyond what we normally would with elections. And instead of berating and insulting, attacking Trump, saying we absolutely respect Trump's rights under the Constitution to challenge these things in court. We look forward to challenge them, challenging them in kind and making sure this is transparent so that all 71 million or so individuals who voted for Trump get a get get to understand exactly what happened. And we fight fair. That's not what's happening, though. Kaylee McEnany did a press conference saying the Democrats are the ones who are obstructing all of this. 
That's not indicative of a free and fair election. And I got to say, unfortunately, it's true. I said the same thing with Russiagate. If Trump's, you know, I, I hate the argument if you got nothing to hide, but considering that there were claims and allegations, as well as some, I don't, I don't want to call it evidence because we know that the whole thing was bunk, but there were, there were certain, I don't know, indicators of potential impropriety. And thus we launched an investigation. I said, let's, let's roll with it. I entertained it. Probably shouldn't have in hindsight, but I'll tell you this. It would be unfair of me to go, to go through all of that, entertaining the left's claims about Russia and not giving Trump a fair shake through, through a legal proceeding. The Democrats aren't, aren't doing that, however. They're obstructing this and saying, no, they're insulting and berating. They're saying, get on your knees. You've lost. It's over. We've won. Well, Trump won in 2016, and we got to spend several years dealing with your insane nonsense. I think we're going to have to sit through this and see how this plays out. Whether or not Trump is actually planning an exit, that may be the case. I mean, I tweeted about it. Looks like an exit strategy if he's trying to pay off his campaign debt. But you know what? It's far be it from me to, to tell him he can't go to court and, and deal with these proceedings. But let, let, let me get back to that main point I was going to make. Trump supporters need to know that all of their claims are being taken seriously and that we get resolution to what these problems are. Will it make a difference in the election? Honestly, I don't know. But if someone says, look at this sworn affidavit of fraud, then you better investigate that. And at least that person needs to be held accountable. Maybe it won't change the election, but let people know you respect them and take them seriously. But the other thing is, if Donald Trump's argument about Pennsylvania is correct, that the mail-in ballots were not being treated equally, then I'm, I'm actually quite worried. If the Supreme Court says, Trump, you're right, this is not equality under the law, the way the mail-in, mail-in ballots were handled in a completely different manner to in-person voting, less security, for instance, less observation, thus these ballots are disqualified. If that is the case, and it's true, and the Supreme Court says, we're ruling on this, can you imagine what's going to happen to this country when the media has already asserted we know who the winner is, and now a legal challenge overturns this? The left is going to burn the place to the ground. Now, I'm not saying that's a good enough reason to ignore the law. That's the other issue. The Supreme Court needs to uphold the rule of law as they see it. And that means if Trump is correct, he's correct. Now, look, I don't want to rehash what I did you know, all over my first segment. But the point is, either Trump says, for the sake of the country, I'm going to back down, or he keeps fighting and keeps pushing and the media, we just escalate, right? Right now, what we're seeing is this claim that Joe Biden won, but Trump is not saying that. I mean, here's the story. We will win. President Donald Trump told the country in all caps Tuesday morning, we will win. We are making big progress. The results are start, the results start to come in next week. Trump has alleged with no proof widespread voter fraud is the reason he lost. The media isn't doing a really good job in breaking down what this is. I actually read, I'm, I'm, I read like 40 pages or so of their lawsuit so far. And it's a hundred, it's, it's, it's 105, but there's a bunch of stuff at the back end. Trump is alleging with proof voter fraud. We have four, I believe four, maybe three sworn affidavits from individuals saying they personally witnessed impropriety and voter fraud. So they're saying Trump is alleging with no proof. I'm telling you, this is media narrative stuff to make it like they're really trying hard to get everyone to just give up. Stop. Trump is the loser. Give up. Trump's not going to do that. It's not going to happen. And the media is just, I mean, Daily Mail included. They're not giving us a fair assessment of what's really going on. That's why I think this period that we're in might not last. They've thrown a, they thrown up a curtain and they, they, they've drawn the curtain, right? Like right, we're at a Broadway play, Joe Biden and Donald Trump on stage. And as the play ends, you see Joe Biden, you know, swing at Trump and then the curtain falls 
and there's silence for several days. We don't know what's happening. And then someone pops their head out and says, Joe Biden won the fight. And then everyone starts cheering and cheering. And the Trump people are like, well, open the curtain. Let me see what happened. And they're saying, no, no, the curtain is closed. You don't get to see what happened. Trump lose. You lost. You have to accept it. Well, Trump is yelling now, open the curtain. I don't know what's going to happen, but Trump is not just giving up. Of course, they want to claim that Trump is only doing this to scam people. But why should I believe them when even the reporting right here is wrong? Trump has alleged with no proof. Why did they put that in there? That's not true. Giuliani says he's got 50 witnesses. And, and when they mentioned that this guy came up and actually testified that he wasn't allowed to observe, they pull up his, his, his conviction, a conviction for exposing himself to minors. I know it's, it's messed up charge. But if he's got a handful, there, were, there was a lawyer who, te- who came out at this press conference. Of course, they don't bring up the lawyer. And the lawyer said that he witnessed impropriety, in which case, sure, I get it. When they bring up this one guy who's, in a, who's a, you know, a registered offender, they're trying to discredit everything that Trump is saying. I got to tell you, not a good look for the Trump camp. So let me put it this way. I'm, I'm not going to come up here. Uh, my, 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 my goal is never to just side with the narrative and discount what the right is saying. It's my, my, I'm trying to best understand what both sides are saying and what I think from the situation. Sounds like Trump has some real legal claims. Sound like people are freaking out. Not only has that lawyer resigned, but the DOJ uh, head of elections uh, resigned. I guess uh, fear that they're undermining the rule of law or something. I don't know. Anyway, the point is there are real claims the right has. And the left is trying to make sure they shut that down. I wonder why. Is it possible that Trump has real legitimate claims? Is it possible that without the support of his base, his base being convinced they've lost, that Trump won't be able to put up this fight? Think about it. War these days isn't what people expect it is. It's, it's, you know, we're in fourth and fifth generational warfare. Right now, it's a war for your mind. So we're seeing all of these news outlets say these things. Let me, let me put it this way. A lawyer quit. Because they were concerned their work would undermine the rule of law. I'm not going to gelman amnesia myself into just believing everything they're saying is true. But, you know, I, I would assume that the, cr- the core of what they're saying is true. Someone resigned. How would that undermine the rule of law? That's what I was saying, right? Because it would work. Because it would be effective. And because Trump might actually win the presidency, defying the media and the narrative and norms. It could be. I'll tell you, man, if Trump was able to actually pull off a victory through the courts in this way, I would be absolutely surprised. It's going to require flipping three states. Now, as I mentioned in that first tweet, Arizona's within 1%. It's possible he flips Arizona. I'm really just not convinced. Um, but he could freeze them. He could freeze Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania through a lawsuit. Or it could be Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. Joe Biden's not going to have the electoral votes he needs to get certified. And then we go to a House delegation vote, as I've mentioned several times. This may be wishful thinking, man. I mean, you look at CBS and they're saying Trump is trying to raise money for his campaign debt. Maybe that's the reality of it. Maybe Trump is trying to stay in the fight to raise as much money as possible. Keith Olbermann says it's a scam. He's scamming his Trump supporters and he's laughing. Ah, he's just trying to pay off his debt. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. Um. And that seems to be the case. I mean, CBS is, CBS is reporting it. But Trump did file a legal claim. And Rudy Giuliani is lit up. I don't think they're going away. Maybe they are just fundraising for 2024. Trump said ballot counting abuse. The media is going to tell you it's fraud. It's all of these things. But 
That's just uh, it's just not true. Uh, what, what, I, what I mean to say is they're going to they're gonna say that Trump is claiming with no evidence there's fraud when there is evidence of fraud. But more importantly, Trump's legal claim isn't about fraud. Trump's legal claim is about uh, Bush v. Gore and equality under the law for ballots, that mail-in ballots aren't being treated the same. I got to tell you, I, I got to say, I got to say, I was talking to my friends and I'm like, this legal this legal battle that Trump launched, it seems like he's he's planned this. It's a week now from less than a week from the election. And they put together this 105 page document saying that mail-in ballots were being treated very differently from in-person ballots. Therefore, they're disqualified. Maybe Trump was always planning to win a legal victory by disqualifying votes or that was their backup plan. I don't know. I really I really don't know. Or maybe their plan is that they're losing. Man, I just I, I don't know. I will say. The split realities are split more than ever. News right now is dominated by talk of the president refusing to concede and by this this strange matrix world of Joe Biden, president-elect, and his mission. It is really weird to see. For the longest time, we had these two universes. You could go and look at someone's content and be like, here's what is happening and here's what they're saying. Right now, I can't tell you what for. I mean, I can't. The media is going to tell you all the stuff. That's a lot of it's easily disprovable, and it's really confusing because they are laying it on thick. I don't know, man. I don't know. Let me. Uh, I, I didn't actually get to read this, but I do want to read this one important point about the resignation. Check this out. They say Trump has falsely blamed widespread voter fraud as the reason why he was beaten by Biden in a group of key swing states. Sure, but his lawsuit says something else. Barr's authorization led to resignation of the DOJ official who oversees investigations into voter fraud, Richard Pilger or Pilger. Pilger, director of the election crimes branch of the Department of Justice since 2010, stepped down within hours of Barr's announcement in an email he sent to colleagues that was obtained by The New York Times. Donald Trump Jr., the president's son, was quick to criticize Pilger, calling him a member of the so-called deep state. Wait, seriously? Isn't this the guy who was involved with the IRS and Lois Lerner in targeting conservatives in the Tea Party? Maybe that's why he hasn't done S at DOJ. Perhaps we can see uh, Bill Barr is going to be looking into this. And I, I know I talked about a lot of this earlier in the morning, but I guess with some of this news about Trump's fundraising and selling off stuff, it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder. I don't think uh, I think the media's lied too much for me to just blindly trust them, because I'll, I'll tell you. They said Trump didn't want to be president. Michael Moore put out a documentary called Fahrenheit 11.9, where he's like, Trump only wanted to be president because of this woman, Gwen Stefani. See, Gwen Stefani was getting paid more than Trump, and Trump wanted to increase his salary. I don't buy it. Trump registered the name years ago. Trump filed for re-election as soon as he got elected. Trump wants to win. So it seems like the narrative we're getting from the media is bunk. Anyway, look, I'm just going to rant on this. This guy's resigned. I think... I'll tell you what I think. I think people are worried that if Trump pursues this, he has a he has a path to victory, that Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed in the 11th hour, giving the court the majority to side with Trump. There's there's accusations that Clarence Thomas and Kavanaugh have a grudge against Kamala Harris and Joe Biden for obvious reasons pertaining to their confirmation process, and that this may result in a dramatic upset in a week. I don't know, man. Doesn't it seem like too crazy to actually happen? Donald Trump's victory seemed too crazy to actually happen, I guess. And then, to be honest, Joe Biden's victory seems too crazy. I can't tell you what's going to happen. But I can just leave you with this tweet from Kevin McCullough. That the election has not been certified. The margin in Arizona is less than 1%. 
The FBI is investigating two criminal cases in Michigan and one in PA. One arrest has been logged, charged with 134 counts. The DOJ now investigating credible complaints. That story about the 134 counts, this is a person for, uh, essentially forcing elderly people in a nursing home to vote for Joe Biden. That's my understanding. So anyway, I don't, I don't want to rant too much on this. Um, for my main channel segment, I'm, foc- I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to focus more on how the Democrats are responding to the current news, but I'll put it this way. There's no cohesive functioning uh, shared reality. Like there's no overlap anymore. The realities are broken. It's either the election was stolen and Donald Trump is, is fighting for his life or Democrats are moving on and the votes are happening and uh, Joe Biden's the president elect. And the problem is if I can if I pull up a story about like, you know, president elect Joe Biden's plans. But then I have this story about Donald Trump's, you know, challenging the election. It, it seems to be two different versions of reality that don't, don't make sense. Trying to piece these things together is increasingly uh, difficult, and I'll, I'll put it that way. So anyway, I don't know. Long story short, it's not over. It's not. We'll see what happens. Whatever. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. It is a different channel from this one. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. Now, I got to admit, when I saw this story, I just started laughing because I have no idea what's going to be happening in the next month. But I'll tell you this. Donald Trump certainly thinks he's going to be president. White House tells federal agencies to proceed with plans for Trump's February budget in latest sign of election defiance. Directive is new example of Trump aides acting as if he won the election and won't leave office on January 20th. Okay. If it was a joke, then um, they're really committed to it, huh? That's that's the tweet I saw when I saw this story. If it's a joke, they must be really committed. Or maybe Donald Trump plans to take this all the way. I don't think Trump, look, if you're going to come to me and tell me that Donald Trump is some bumbling moron who shouldn't be president, I say, okay, I hear you. If you come to me and say Donald Trump is a clever mastermind, an evil genius, I say, okay, I hear you. But if you come to me and say Donald Trump is a bumbling moron who's trying to raise money off his supporters to pay off his debt, but he's also a genius who's planned ahead, telling his agencies to proceed with plans for 2021 as if nothing's changed, I'm going to tell you, dude, I'm sorry. I, I, you got to pick one. You can't have both, okay? Why would Trump do this? Honestly, I have no idea. But if you're going to tell me that Trump is fundraising off his supporters simply because he wants to pay off his debts before he leaves, then why would he do this? Are you suggesting he's playing 4D chess? Well, if my supporters are going to believe that I'm staying, I'll need a good story arguing that I plan on staying. Or (laughs) does Donald Trump really plan on staying? I'm going to have to go with Donald Trump plans on staying, to be completely honest. This is going to be crazy because, you know, they said for a long time that Donald Trump wouldn't leave the White House if, if he lost. Now, I'll tell you this. If Donald Trump loses, which he has not yet technically. Well, no, he hasn't yet. He hasn't. Joe Biden hasn't won. Technically, if, if Donald Trump loses the Electoral College, the certification, then I'm pretty sure I say I'm only pretty sure now he's going to leave. I mean, because they'll make him leave. But I think it's ridiculous that they're going to drag him out with the Secret Service. Right now, they're claiming Joe Biden won, even though some outlets like Real Clear Politics never even called the race. Now, everyone's going off the AP standard, but the AP standard is a projection Donald Trump doesn't have to do anything until there's a certified result. And then technically, he still doesn't have to until Joe Biden, you know, gets uh, gets certified or gets, I'm sorry, inaugurated on the 20th. But anyway, here's the story from The Washington Post. 
The White House Budget Office has instructed federal agents to continue preparing the administration's budget proposal for the next fiscal year, according to multiple administration officials who spoke on the condition of anonymity to share details of private conversations. Now, listen, I don't even know it's true anymore. I'm hearing stories that Trump is secretly raising money for it to pay off his debts. Now I'm hearing stories of secret individuals saying Trump's planning on staying. Which one is it? Is he planning on leaving and and duping his followers or is he planning on staying? Pick one. There's no reality anymore. These news stories don't make any sense. There's nothing to follow through with. There, you, you can't read this story. Read the other story and be like, this makes sense. Nothing makes sense. They say the White House budget proposal is typically issued in February, which would be at least two weeks after President Trump is scheduled to depart the White House. He lost the November 3rd election to former Vice President Joe Biden, who is set to be sworn in on January 20th, though Trump has refused to accept the results. Okay, this is tough. I got to keep saying it. Typically, we know the results because the results tend to be more clear or someone concedes. The results of this election so far that we've gotten are not certified and they're extremely close. In fact, there's going to be a recount and I think two or three different states already. But the media is shoveling it down our throats. President-elect Joe Biden, he won. Yes, okay, the AP called the race for him, but there's still recounts that are scheduled. There's still legal challenges. Why can't they accept the results of the ongoing litigation? The media refuses to accept that certification hasn't happened yet. The media refuses to accept. You know what, man? I don't know what to tell you. The media refuses to accept the results of the ongoing election because Trump is challenging this, but they won't accept it. They say no. No, there's no evidence. Well, they've certainly presented their affidavits. Well, here we go. The Biden camp is considering suing top Donald Trump official who is blocking him from starting transition process amid mounting number of senior senior officials being fired. Okay, okay, maybe Trump's really leaving. Sure, I tell you what, this next month is going to be trash. In fact, the next two months is going to be a little bit more than two months because there's not going to be a singular reality. Is Trump secretly telling his people to carry on or is he firing all of these people? Sure, he fired Esper, I guess. And I'm curious, is Joe Biden considering suing because he has no grounds to sue when the election results haven't been certified yet? Oh, geez, man. I think uh, it's very likely that the AP projected it properly. I don't know if Trump's legal challenges are going to work. This is this is all uh, up in the air. I have no idea what's going to happen. I had no idea who's going to win. I still have no idea who's going to win. We'll see. I'll tell you this. It'll be really funny if Trump wins his legal challenge on mail-in voting and they throw it all out, all the mail-in ballots, and then Trump wins 71 million to like 40 million. It's gonna be a Trump landslide, I guess, through vote disqualification. But man, if that happens, then lock up your doors and windows, I guess. Uh, I have no idea what these outlets are, are, are implying. Nobody does. It's absolute chaos. And that's why I said in my main channel segment today over at youtube.com slash Timcast that we're dealing with a propaganda war. Both so- You've got all of these stories popping out trying to claim one thing or, or, or another. I, I honestly have no idea. Bill Barr has launched and has authorized an investigation into voter fraud. You may remember the story I covered, what, like a few days ago, but I actually covered when it came out back in July, saying that Donald Trump could lose, argue there's electoral fraud in key states. The Republican legislatures in those states could say we're not certifying any results until we get clear, you know, a clear investigation into fraud. And then the House delegations make Donald Trump president. 
that might be where we're headed. Trump might know that's where we're headed because Trump knows he can challenge this until the Supreme Court forces it to go to the House delegations where he wins. Or he's firing everybody. I don't know. Pick your reality. This is like wild card season for the year. If you want Joe Biden to be your president, you can go ahead and read NBC. But if you want Donald Trump to be your president, read the Washington Post because he's not going anywhere. They say Trump nominated head of GSA Emily W. Murphy has refused to assess Joe Biden, refused to assess Joe Biden has won the election. Okay, the decision freezes in place a formal transition process and millions set up in law to pay for it. Yes, but media projections are not certification. Biden's team says legal action is certainly a possibility. State Department not facilitating foreign leader calls for Biden. Networks called the race for Biden Saturday. Networks did. Donald Trump claims he will win and says the election was rigged, but he and his team have not provided evidence of widespread fraud. They keep saying widespread because that's the trick. They've certainly presented evidence of fraud and it might not change the results. That's the important factor. But the media keeps saying this over and over and over again, because like I said, they're just really bad at their jobs or it's intentional. Legal move comes as White House pushed out a series of career federal officials, including regulatory heads. Administration points to the closely contested 2000 race when the candidates were separated by just a hundred by just hundreds of votes in Florida. Joe Biden calls Donald Trump an embarrassment for refusing to concede and says he is looking forward to speaking. Yeah, an embarrassment. Okay, listen, most people in this country, especially my age, We've been through a series of elections that have resulted in a firm handshake. But for the most part, it was, you know, uh, Bush v. Gore in 2000. I, I, rem- I was a little kid when we had, what was it, Clinton versus Dole and like Ross Perot or whatever. Man, so it was 92. I remember, I vaguely remember 92. I was like four. So not really, probably not even really remembering anything. But then there was what, 96. I vaguely remember that, but I didn't really care. I never, never even thought about it. I do remember 2000 a bit. I remember because now I was like 13 or whatever, and I was watching on, on the news. No, I was 14 at the time. So I was watching on the news, all the stuff going down. And I remember uh, 04, you had uh, Kerry and Bush, and it ended, and Kerry was like, oh, he won. Then you had Obama, and McCain's like, ah, oh, he ran a good race. Then you had Romney, oh, Obama, you know, wins re-election. And then we got Hillary Clinton. So for most of the people my age, we're used to this process where the media says it and everyone agrees. That doesn't make it true. That just makes it kind of normal for millennials. That doesn't make it true. And so right now, the media is refusing to accept the ongoing election. They're refusing to accept that that it's not over yet. It's really, really weird, isn't it? And they'll say Trump is refusing to accept the results, but there's no certified results. I'll tell you what. I'd say it 50 million times. I think Joe Biden uh, has got it. I mean, based on all norms and expectations, I don't see why he wouldn't. But these are different. These are different times. Donald Trump's not going to walk away from this. And he's telling his, 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 his staff, I guess, in the White House to just are the federal agencies keep going. Nothing's changing. He's certainly acting like he's prepared for a victory. And I have to wonder, is Donald Trump the bumbling moron or the 4D chess master? Because it could go either way, I guess. But maybe... Trump did prepare for this. Now, look, a lot of people are saying, you know, ridiculous things. Trust the plan. Or they're saying, like, Trump put a radioisotope in the ballots. Like, these are the craziest stories I've ever heard. Nobody put a radioisotope, Q, uh, you know, uh, uh, crypto watermark. Get out of here with this stuff. Okay, if it comes out, I'll be shocked. But I don't, I don't buy it. 
Okay. Apparently, the State Department or our DHS said the states certify their own ballots. They're their own elections, not us. However, Donald Trump knew they were doing this plan for mail-in voting. So it's reasonable to say he's at least thought about what his legal challenge would be on all this stuff, right? Right. In which case, maybe his plan all along was to get mail-in votes nullified because they're a, they're a clear violation of Bush v. Gore. That's the argument for now. If the Supreme Court sides with him on Pennsylvania, that mail-in votes must be treated the same and because they aren't, they're disqualified, then Trump's going to disqualify millions of votes across the country. Seems like it'll never happen. It would be the craziest thing in the world, wouldn't it? My friends, it was crazy when Trump won. It was crazy when we shut down the entire planet economy because of COVID. I tell you, man, I am totally ready for something crazy to happen. People have been joking about aliens coming. I don't know what's going to happen or what Trump's doing, but Trump is certainly acting like he's not leaving office. So uh, hide your kids, hide your wife, buy your guns, because Trump <laughs> not leaving the White House. I don't know. Whatever. I'll leave it there. Have fun. I got one. I got uh, I got a couple more segments coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I will see you all shortly. Well, maybe it's a propaganda war or maybe it's becoming something much more dangerous. Maybe now with all of these calls for truth and reconciliation and all these calls for retribution against Donald Trump are going to push Trump supporters into the camp where they're going to say y'all's rhetoric has gotten so insane. I will not allow you to win. This story from the Wall Street Journal, I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to point out what it is very quickly because I want to show you exactly what's going on with truth and reconciliation. But Jen Uger of the Young Turks wrote for the Wall Street Journal, Democrats, let progressives lead. The establishment blows another winnable election, even as Biden wins. Now, Jenk is correct. The Democrats got obliterated across the board, losing state legislatures, losing House seats, making some gains in the Senate. Battle for the Senate uh, is now going to Georgia. But yeah, they could have won if they did a better job, says uh, Jen Huger. He's correct. They did blow another winnable election. But he's saying the progressives need to be in charge. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, no to that, because the things that we're hearing from the progressives and the resistance types is uh, uh-uh. Now, I know there's not an absolute overlap, but I'm telling you, I'm not going to put the far lefties in charge. Um, and I'm not going to bow to them. I'm not going to uh, uh, let them take the reins because here's what's happening. Drew Holden with the Twitter thread. With Biden having been declared the winner for now by major media outlets, I figured it would be a good time to share some of the people who've threatened retribution against Trump supporters. The list is a lot longer than I than I had anticipated it would be. You know why the story is important? When you have a bunch of high profile leftists calling for some kind of panel or commission or retribution against Trump's voters, they're going to say, OK, what are my options? If Trump wins, I'm safe. If Trump loses, I face retribution and a truth council. OK, Trump, whatever you need to win, I refuse to bend the knee. You are telling people if they get power, they are going to uh, re- get retribution against you and you think they're going to roll over. No, they're telling th- these posts are all a call to all of Trump supporters to fight. And that's a problem. That's not how it's supposed to be. We should have unity. Way that guy on CNN saying, you don't ask for unity with your abuser. Okay, dude, if you really think this is where we're at and there's no truth and reconciliation and and no actual chance at unity, you're telling people to fight. And we don't want that. We want to chill and have a good time and just live and let live. But I guess when it comes to power, 
you eventually see the rise of warring factions who refuse to compromise. First, he's, uh, Drew says it wouldn't be right to start with anyone but Robert Reich, who I will uh, remind you was Secretary of Labor under Bill Clinton and is here calling for the extra legal prosecution of his political opponents as part of a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. You would think such an idea was roundly refuted. Just one blue check going off the reservation. You would be wrong. Here's Chris Hayes from MSNBC saying the most humane and reasonable way to deal with all these people if we survive this is some kind of truth and reconciliation commission. The list goes on. There were plenty of blue checks throwing this idea around. Here we have Jay Vagel and Trey Graham bookmark this for the 2020 Truth and Reconciliation Commission, one saying truth and reconciliation proceedings and tribunals for Trump admin officials who won't participate are found to have lied. They're saying lock Trump up, put him in prison. Okay, look, I'm saying that's not going to happen. Everybody was saying lock her up to Hillary Clinton. That didn't happen either. The people who live in the real world know that doesn't that's not what happens. But now the left is saying tribunals. Truth and reconciliation. This guy, Trey Graham, is a verified Twitter. He's a blue checkie. Tribunals? What are you talking about? Next thing they're going to be like, bring on the gulags. Drew Holden says, I need you to take a moment to appreciate how utterly bat ass this threat from Steve Schmidt is. And he says, American democracy is under attack. He is, uh, you know, Trump is supported by his White House and campaign staff and several law firms. All these people are complicit in the assault against American democracy. None of them should ever be forgiven. All of them should pay a brutal price for betraying the American ideal. Oh, it must be so, so difficult for you up in your ivory tower. Drew says, at least, at least we'll know what hats they'll be wearing when they start rounding folks up. Thanks, Jamie Lee Curtis. PA plus GA and many more states. PAGA. My friend Nicole coined this yesterday. Now the hard work of truth and reconciliation. They're doubling down on this perspective today, which is comforting. Here's Quincy. Again, Truth and Reconciliation Commission would be highly useful. Russia is at war with us, and cohort of Americans think that isn't true because their skin is white. Amazing. Okay, um, I'm kind of a pasty uh, olive and sometimes tan color because <laughs> I'm part Korean. So what does that make me? I guess white is an idea, huh? Drew says, we've had a lot of think pieces on the subject. Here we have in these times saying we need a truth and reconciliation process for the Trump era. We had a sent with a sentiment from LENYC and the nation. We're going to need a truth and reconciliation commission to recover from Trump. Perhaps my favorite think piece comes from Will Bunch for the Philly Inquirer. Just normal stuff for a major publication to run. Opinion. What brings U.S. together in 21? Trump in jail? A truth commission? Or something else? I Will Bunch newsletter saying that's why there's a small but growing conversation about a solution seen in places like South Africa that were nearly broken by racism or violence and hate a national commission on truth and reconciliation. The idea behind such panels is to hold high profile hearings that aren't geared toward punishment, but exposing the truth of what has happened, no matter how painful, so that once divided citizens can again find a common language or grant amnesty which will form the basis for the conversation to make sure these things never happen again. Now, they're not saying throw everybody in a gulag yet. What they're saying is, what's that? You believe that Donald Trump actually didn't? You think he won, but Russia didn't interfere? Time to sit in the panel where we will berate you and say, didn't you read the article that says Russia interfered? And you'll say, but the report said, I don't care. 
The truth is this. Trump was working for Russia. And your skin is white, apparently. Drew says, it surprises me precisely 0% that Salon would give voice to this perspective. Historian David Perry, after Trump will need a truth and reconciliation commission. My friends, has it not become painfully clear this is what's going to happen? And you know what they're going to do with it? It's going to be about social justice, intersectionality. Do you recognize? Have the struggle session, good sir. These are struggle sessions. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission that they're all calling for, maybe it it won't happen. Maybe Joe Biden's going to be like, nah, that's a bad idea. Maybe it, it will happen. And they'll bring people out into public and make them wear dunce caps. And they'll have public struggle sessions where they put you on camera and say, you're so dumb. Why are you so dumb? Right now, this is likely not to happen so long as we have two parties. But the Republicans, as of right now, based on the elections that we're seeing, are on the ropes. Georgia will become ground zero for Democrat control of all three branches of government. If they get all three branches, I wouldn't be surprised if they get their Truth and Reconciliation Commissions and the Republicans can't do anything about it. They'll have total control. They can pack the courts. They can shut down the Supreme Court for generations. And so when you have these people coming out threatening Trump supporters, what do you think a person is going to do? Well, I guess Trump can just lose and then I'll face the uh, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission or the gulags, whichever comes first. You think they'll just lay back and accept it? I think the answer is no. And I think what we're seeing is the hyperpolarization has become so extreme. We're on the cusp of total collapse. I don't know what total collapse means. I'm just saying like, uh, I, I mean this figuratively in terms of the bridge that divides these two worldviews is gone. There's no mending this. Where do we go from here? Perhaps what we need more than any, more than anything is the Republicans to hold the Senate. That way there will be no creepy truth and reconciliation or whatever. And we can return to some modicum of normalcy. I don't think it's going to happen. We've already got people saying things will never be normal again. And the culture war isn't just going to go away. These media vampires are, are, are desperate for the, for the Trump bump. With, if, if Trump goes away, what are they going to write about? Heavens. How will they make money? Their industry is in collapse. It was in collapse before Trump, but thanks to Trump, they got to write all this stuff and it made more money. The more Trump said, the more money they made and they're desperate. Without Trump, what's left? Trumpism. And that's when they come for you with a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. I don't know what that means for regular people. They'll probably, well, actually, I'll say this. For most of you, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, you'll probably not have to worry about anything. I'd imagine for someone like me, I'd get subpoenaed and have to sit in a chair and argue why, you know, I did what I did and said what I said or something like that and accept their silly commission or whatever. Or maybe it's just a bunch of lefties writing insane things. But let me tell you, they're not lying. They want these things. If they get power, why wouldn't they have them? When they go around marching, they say revolution, nothing less. We've already got rioters now attacking DNC headquarters, targeting Joe Biden. Oh, what's that? I thought the riots would stop if Joe Biden won. Well, that was wrong, wasn't it? Now they're saying F Biden. We don't want him either. There you go. The riots will continue. The only difference now is that you've lost Donald Trump, the man who said we're going to put the riots down. Now you got a guy who's going to go, oh, turn it on a shot of pressure. Congratulations. I'm sure that will stop all the rioters. And I'm sure that will protect you regular Americans who want to fly an American flag when the Truth and Reconciliation Commission comes for you. I don't know what's going to happen, man. Maybe Donald Trump files his legal challenges and loses and we all go home and everything's fine. 
Maybe the left has the ridiculous amount of truth and reconciliation they're apparently calling for and creating lists of Trump. Look, this, look how long this thread is from Drew Holden. They're saying they want lists of Trump supporters. They've started the, 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 the truth, uh, uh, the Trump accountability project. Why? They're telling you what they want. I imagine it's likely. Trey Graham, one of the guys, says, yeah, I can see where seeking the truth would be an issue for you. Enjoy the next four years. And Drew said, if there's one lesson to take away from the last four years, it's that the Democrats and the media's efforts to look for the truth have a funny way of turning into partisan witch hunts. Here's the takeaway. What do you think happens when you tell Trump supporters your intention is this? They're going to say Trump must win by any means necessary. And that's that, that doesn't bode well for anybody. It's going to be worrisome. Are there Trump loyalists in military? Are we in the counting heads phase? Who's loyal to who? I don't know. I have no idea what's happening. It's all very confusing, to be completely honest. I can I can typically predict certain things like if you keep doing these things, we're going to see riots. And then we saw riots. And that wasn't really hard to predict. I can't I have no idea what's going to happen now, but I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I will see you all shortly. With the media calling the race for Joe Biden and fears of banning fracking, truckers plan to strike against Biden fracking threats. Praise Trump for blue collar worker support. The group will, quote, stop the tires on Wednesday to show their fracking ban concerns. You see, Joe Biden is a flip flopper. He didn't give us any. I mean, I honestly don't know what his plan is half the time other than the weird stuff he posts on the Internet, which is kind of extreme, like banning all guns and ammo sales on the Internet. Okay. Well, I'm not entirely convinced Joe Biden's going to ban fracking, but uh, maybe because they're pledging that his administration will be like the most progressive. And my understanding is that they use the Green New Deal as a framework for the administration. And Joe Biden straight up said, we will transition from the fossil fuel industry. Well, I don't know what that means for the regular people of Pennsylvania. If Joe Biden transitions them off of their jobs, I can only imagine it would get bad. But people are going to resist. Here's a story from Just the News. They say, U.S. truckers are organizing a Veterans Day strike to urge Democrat Joe Biden to avoid any fracking ban if inaugurated as president in January. The group has praised President Trump for supporting and protecting blue collar workers and will show its concern Wednesday over the over the potential fracking restrictions Biden may implement by stopping their tires. Stop the Tires 2020 organizer Jeremy Ruwalt wrote in a Facebook post, our message is simple and hopefully effective. We fully intend to exercise our rights and will not have politicians making crippling decisions that will negatively affect our future and the future of our children. We will not participate in the leftist Biden-Harris Green New Deal. We do not support the banning of fracking. The United States of America operates as a capitalistic economy and oil is the fuel she survives on. The Stop the Tires 2020 Facebook group has over 36,000 members and was created Friday three days after the election, with the goal of sending a message to the potential incoming administration. The blue collar workers are literally the ones that make the wheels turn, Ruolt said. Without truck drivers, this country could not survive for long. And that is a fact. The group warns supporters to look into Democrats' Green New Deal energy plan, saying it will cripple America and put 19 million jobs at risk. Another protest by the group is being planned for November 26 to 29th. I should check the date, but I wonder if that coincides with Thanksgiving. My friends, have you ever been in a trucker's strike? Man, truckers own those roads, no doubt. You're on a highway. This is how I've, been, I've been in trucker strikes numerous times. You get two trucks and they just slow it down 
and then you're stuck. And it's fu- it's always funny seeing the Jeeps drive in the grass and go around them, and the truckers can't do anything about it. But most of the cars just stuck. Depending on the location that they pick, they could actually shut everything down very well. If they're on some kind of elevated, uh, you know, space where it's hills on the side, you're not even going to, the four wheel drive vehicles aren't even going to be able to, to go around. So I'll tell you what, people are going to see and they're going to feel this. Now, the bigger question I have is, what will this really do? Is it going to convince Joe Biden to do anything? No, of course not. This country, uh, as it was published by, I think Citibank said this, it's a plutonomy. I think they called it a plutonomy, but I think plutocracy is the appropriate term. They were saying that this country is ruled by the wealthy for the wealthy. What does that mean? In some studies, they found the opinions of the public do nothing to sway uh, how politicians react. Something's been changing, hasn't it? You know, for a long time, they told us that unless you make a certain amount of money, politicians don't care because they're trying to fundraise. So the votes they make are, be, are, are conditioned upon whether wealthy interests have their back. But then the Internet happened. And now we're actually starting to see some populist candidates talk to the people about what the people want. Heavens, could you imagine a government where the rabble dictate how we operate? <laughs> that seems to be the attitude of most of these politicians. Notably, Joe Biden, the rabble, they don't dictate policy. That's why Joe Biden said, I will ban fracking and I won't ban fracking because he thinks you're all morons. And no, he won't take into consideration what the rabble have to say about whether or not he is going to be taking any actions. And uh, I can give you one really great example. What happened to defund the police? Minneapolis wants to draft in extra cops to help fight wave of violent crime after $1 million police budget cut in the wake of George Floyd death. Wait a minute, what? Minneapolis wants to draft in cops from local sheriff's office and transit authority. Dozens of officers quit in the wake of defund the police moves after George Floyd. Violent crime has spiked with 74 homicides so far, so far this year compared to 49 last year. At the start of the year, the Minneapolis police force employed 1,053 877 of them, uh, 877 officers, and the number has now dropped to 987 as of last month. 844 officers and 143 civilians. That's right. When the rebel marched around screaming, the Democrats said, anything you say, because we're a democracy. And then as soon as Joe Biden wins, they're like, all right, bring in the National Guard and shut it down. Get the cops back in office. They never actually cared to do what the rabble had in mind. But uh, it is surprising, to say the least, because I figured they'd throw them a little bit more red meat and give in to the left, far left demands a bit more than just this. Now, to be to be fair, after they announced defunding the police, the constituents started complaining to their city council, like, what are you doing? And then the city council was like, wait, we don't want to actually do this. So it's not necessarily the same thing. I think we will likely see Joe Biden give the far left what they want in some capacity to pander to them as a voting block. But I think it's also fair to point out, you know, look, fracking, uh, the, the, the oil industry, they got resources. You know, you want funding for your campaign? Well, you're going to have to allow us to frack a little bit. You see what I'm saying? There's a lot of money, money to be made. And for the most part, I think these people like Joe Biden are just in it for the money. He doesn't care about your water, or your air, or your trees. Joe Biden is a, is a crackpot crony old establishment Democrat. And if he gets inaugurated, he's going to do crackpot crony BS. He's going to sell you out to the highest bidder. Welcome back to the to, to the show that is the elites run the game. It's a big club and you ain't in it. 
I remember going back to the Obama administration. Drone strikes and war and Qatar Turkey pipelines and incursions in Libya and Syria. <laughs> Those were the days I've so longed for. Not with that Donald Trump signing these peace agreements and trying to bring our troops out of the Middle East. Oh, could you imagine the rabble dictating? No. We need a good upper class elite like Joe Biden to tell us whom we should be blowing up next. Why, there's money to be made overseas and oil to be acquired. So maybe then Joe Biden actually will ban fracking. Because you know what? Why should we have this rabble work in our country when we can simply go to Syria and run a natural gas pipeline through Europe? When we can tap into the oil riches of the Middle East. That's always been the plan, hasn't it, America? Congratulations to all the leftists who voted for that to bring it back. Because we got it with George Bush for eight years. Then we got it with Barack Obama for eight years. And then Donald Trump actually said, we got our, we got our soldiers in Syria guarding the oil, but we're going to bring the rest home. And I thought it was hilarious. He tried bringing our troops out of Syria and they were like, no, <laughs> you can't do it because the oil. And so Trump said, all right, fine, I guess. We'll leave them there to guard the oil, but I'm telling everybody. And then he did. Then he did. Ah, yes. Well, as you know, if you watched my other segments, Donald Trump doesn't seem to be planning to leave the White House, so we'll see how things play out. But I am really impressed by all the progressives who voted in a politician who doesn't care about you, who is just a return to the days of old when the wealthy elites controlled the system and threw red meat to you on wedge issues, distractions, as it were. Yes, yes, you poor, innocent people, we're going to fight for your health care. And then they turn around and say, how much money is Big Pharma paying me? Oh, I'm not fighting for anybody's health care. I'm fighting for Big Pharma. Give me that. Give me that fat paycheck. Re-elections ain't cheap. They spent billions of dollars this cycle, didn't they? I don't know how much Trump raised. because I think Trump, Trump raised a bit less than Biden. And Trump spent just a little bit more than half of what Hillary spent in 2016. But that's the name of the game, man. Joe Biden is the candidate of the big banks, the financial interests, the corny, the, the, the crony corporatist, you know, individuals, the revolving door policies, and they brought it all back in. That was draining the swamp, right? That's what Trump was supposed to do. Trump didn't do the best job of draining any swamps, but at least we got something. You know, I imagine that Trump walked in and they said, okay, Trump, you won. Here's how the game is played. Here's the things you're supposed to do. Here's how you sell policy. And then Trump was like, no, I'm president. I do what I want. And they were like, um, but that's not how it works. I don't care. I'm president. They have constraints on the president. They probably said, here are the rules we all agree to. I always find it funny when I, when I like, you know, uh, have you ever seen the movie The Patriot? I talk about this movie quite a bit, but like I watched it last month and I watched it again a couple weeks ago with Mel Gibson and it's like the Revolutionary War. He goes to this meeting where uh, Cornwallis is like, I would like you to stop shooting my officers at the outset of every engagement or something like that. And then he's like, could you imagine, you know, war with no gentlemen, people rabble running around and just chaos everywhere. And Mel Gibson's character says, so long as your officers target civilians and children, I will order my men to take out your officers at the onset of every engagement. I bring this up because there are elitists who believe there should be civilized warfare. Don't target the officers. Just let the rabble die. That's always how it's been. The poor go fight the wars and die and the rich get all the all the spoils. Now, I know Joe Biden's son was a veteran and he, and he lost his son. It's not absolute. But Joe Biden certainly is not working class Joe. He has got rich off of 48 years in public office somehow, Joe. And his son making private equity deals in China, Joe, and Ukraine, Joe. That's the Joe. Donald Trump is just a reality TV real estate mogul. 
And I, I don't see him operating in, in the exact same way. Not that I think that Trump is clean or anything like that. I think Trump is crooked in much the way most businesses are, seeking out loopholes, maximizing profits, and playing the game for all it's worth. A bit different from Joe Biden trying to become president so that he can get rich. Anyway, I digress. I think Joe Biden won't ban fracking for the most part. He might because we can get our oil from overseas and then we get to have, you know, big lush green fields, I guess. So maybe that's why he, he, he ultimately does ban it. Maybe he doesn't ban it because he's beholden to big interests and big lobbying firms and whatever. I don't think he's going to do any Green New Deal, whatever. There's money to be lost at doing that. He's not going to do that. And so then we'll see the left riot and that'll be the name of the game. But uh, uh, maybe what actually ends up happening is Trump, for some reason, stays president. I don't know. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all next time.